Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the Fantastic Two. That is myself and my man, Front Row Kenny. How are you, buddy? Yo, what is happening? I hope everyone is doing well. Yeah, me too, because I, I woke up this morning, Kenny, and uh, I had a little frog in my throat, but I've been trying to get rid of it for the last couple of hours this morning. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, trust me, I understand, because like, I will say like when I woke up the other day, I was like a little sluggish, but I was like, dang, man, maybe it's just because I've been like up at the earliest hour possible and sleeping for maybe a few hours and then getting right back to it when I was in Michigan this, this past weekend. But I feel good, yeah, though. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. you And you know what, Kenny? It, it, a lot of times when I wake up and I can't talk kind of like the way that I am where I kind of got like a little scratch in my throat. It's usually a lot. It, it's it's usually from being on stage a lot, talking on stage a lot, because sometimes that happens when I when I'm performing and I'm and I'm talking a lot. You know, I have to make sure I drink water or something like that, so you know my throat doesn't dry up, and that's what it feels like. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I I worked a lot all day yesterday, and I I really wasn't talking that much. I I really wasn't, and and I woke up this morning like have I been talking all day, and that literally was not the case. Yeah, no, trust and believe me, I understand. I I mean, I, I think the only episode that I can remember that I ever had that actual issue with my voice was I think almost two years ago, and we oh wow, it was an episode we recorded on like a Monday, and I had went to a concert or a Tuesday or whatever it was, and I went to a concert that Monday, and we recorded on Tuesday, so I just you guys recorded. But I recorded my part like after the fact. So I remember Tam was telling me like you sounded like way different than you normally do. I was like, yeah, because my voice is like here, but it's also gone. So I'm like make, trying to make the best out of it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. You know, the thing, too, is, Kenny, is that the my whole weekend wasn't even full of of craziness. I, I literally had a just a chill down weekend where I wasn't even you know, out and about partying and, and yelling and talking either. So if that gives any indication of not only how my weekend was, it just kind of tells you that I'm still, you know, baffled at why, why my voice is so crazy <laughs> this morning. But 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 we're going to get through it, Kenny. We're going to get through it. What a crazy uh, weekend this past weekend during the next cup of series going on. And we are down to our last and final race Kenny and there are drivers that this is it this is their last chance you know man up or man out you know uh, <laughs> I, 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 what you you come up with your own words but you know that that's basically what it's come down to Kenny yeah that's essentially where it's at now obviously we've got 15 drivers officially locked in Kevin Harvick locked himself in this weekend after having a repeat winner just like Denny mm-hmm. so now that they're locked in and they're ready to go, and it leaves us with just one spot that's going to be free going into Daytona this weekend. And that's going to go against two teammates, believe it or not, which we'll talk about a little bit later because they did not have the greatest days in Michigan. So, yeah, Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon, that final spot, if it is to go on points, that is where it will go. So they are yeah. separated by a very small margin, and it won't really take between one another to have a situation of where He'll land or where they'll land. 
But at the end of the day, it's more than likely going to result in at least one of them not making the playoffs. So, and also, it could be a chance of both of them missing it. It just all depends on how things unfold. If we get a brand new winner, if we get a Matt Benedetto that gets himself in that way, there you go. Your 16th spot is locked in just like that. So, yeah, the possibilities are going to be crazy going into Daytona. And I'm excited for it. The regular season finale last year was really, really good. And you had quite a few different drivers mix it up. And had a chance to actually win the race. So it was um pretty wild and it's probably gonna be just as wild as we've had it all season long. Yeah. Well and, and speaking of, of, of Matty D, now now he, he kind of he kind of went up in the in the in the rankings a little bit from this past weekend, correct? Or, or Yeah, he moved up a little bit in the points, but I think at this point in the season he's has no choice but to win. He's gotta win to get in. There's no right, other way right, to right, right, yeah. There's no other way to really get in. And a lot of drivers like you look at a Bubba Wallace, for example, someone like him or a Ricky Stenhouse Jr., you're gonna have to win to get in. That's like gonna be the only way you'll make yourself into the playoffs for this year. So yeah, it's it's coming down to the nitty gritty. It'd be really crazy though, if Matt Benedetto ended up winning that race, ends up winning the race this Saturday. And gets the hundredth win for Wood Brothers. That would be crazy. God, man, that would just be awesome. I, well, at, at, at least for me and and other Maddie D uh, fans, I guess <laughs> as well. Well, I, I, and speaking of Daytona, the, you know, Kenny, like there, there's there's quite a few drivers that you know that have have had multiple wins at Daytona, and and I'm specifically talking about Denny Hamlin. I mean, if there's ever a, a, a race, he could probably finally get a win for the season it's, it would be Daytona surprisingly because he's got quite a bit under his belt right yeah he's a really a really really good super speedway racer no doubt obviously he's won the 500 more than once so three mm-hmm. times at that so you know you look at it like that you know he's going to be one of the most dangerous drivers out there in terms of being yeah. a threat to win even though he's already locked in that's that and again a repeat not a repeat winner so He's already locked in, so I believe that'll still leave that one spot still available to for someone to get in, aka to Austin Dillon or Austin Dillon or Tyler Reddick, depending on how the cards fall. So yeah, yeah, he's definitely somebody if you were playing fantasy, if you were going to Vegas or you were a little bit of your money to the sports books, he is definitely somebody you have to think about. If you want to play the guy who is like really a real strong contender, he's definitely one of them for sure. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about when you said, you know, Harvick finally you know, kind of solidified his spot in the playoffs. And and I know we'll, we'll talk about this, maybe not today, but maybe coming up as the playoffs start. But n- number one, Kenny, it, it is good to see uh, Kevin Harvick make a spot in the playoffs because, I mean, I, I can't even fathom just not, not even thinking Kevin Harvick not in the playoffs. Right. That just didn't, I mean, it's just weird even, even saying that as a scenario. But, you know, the funny thing is because I was kind of reading up on the NASCAR news and they were talking about, you know, even though he's in, like what are realistically his chances to win in the playoffs now i know he hasn't had the best of seasons but harvick is definitely a guy just like denny hamlin and some of these other drivers but kevin harvick literally is one of those drivers that he may not be great all the time but he's one of those drivers that can be great when he needs to be great and that's all that matters, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't want to count them out for sure. I will definitely say that. Obviously, Darlington, Richmond, and Bristol in the, in the first round of the playoffs. All places he has won before. So it's not out of the question that there's a chance that he won't win or he won't get himself into the next round. I will say the consistency of the year for him has probably been enough just to get him to get by 
and make the playoffs. And it also may be a it also may help him as well if he continues to race in the playoffs. Him being consistent may also benefit him more than anything. So, yeah, there is that looming chance that he may not advance to the next round, which is going to sound crazy. But I think just let alone him making the playoffs is probably just enough for people not to be just as scared. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. But, again, I don't ever count out the veterans because they have been here before. They've done it before. They know what you got to do during this time of the year. Those last 10 races of the season are absolutely intense. And you got to make every single one count. Every lap counts, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think Ryan Blaney winning this last race, you know, kind of told everybody, well, I, oh, I, actually, I think it was Ryan Blaney that just kind of told everybody, hey, look, don't forget about Team <laughs> over here. Don't forget about Ryan Blaney over here. I know my boys, uh, Keslowski and uh, Joey haven't done much lately either, but here, the Team Penske is still here. And, and speaking of Ryan Blaney, real quick, Kenny, I just wanted to touch on this uh, particular topic because his crew chief, Todd Gordon, he's already said that he was going to step away from his role as crew chief. And so, it, like, I, I know he's got, you know, I know he definitely has his sights set about going out on top. That would be nice, but, but you know, all of these drivers this year and uh, this, I think this whole playoff, Kenny, if you ask me, it's going to be, it's going to kind of play out like this whole season has. I think we're going to see drivers win that that we didn't expect to win. And I'm going to, I expect to see drivers who I thought were going to move on, probably not going to move on just because of the way that the season is going. Now, that's just my personal opinion, but it definitely could, not, it, it definitely could shape up otherwise. But crew chief Todd Gordon definitely is stepping away. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sure he wants to go out on top. Obviously, we talked about this earlier this season with him stepping down from his crew chief role, of course. I think Ryan Blaney himself, I think ever since Penske has had that move around with the crew chiefs, has definitely helped him out for sure. I feel like you can't ever count him out for whatever reason. Blaney loves to win a race by tenths of a thousandth of however than God's name you say it a second. He wants to win a close yeah, race man. for some reason. I, I don't know what it is. He's had he's been a part of some of the closest finishes in NASCAR history, which including the one at Michigan was won by point zero zero seven. Hopefully I didn't add an extra zero, but yeah, it was right at the line. I was literally standing there um getting the video of that, which is still crazy. I I also gotta say this before I continue. On TV, Michigan looks a whole lot wider than what it is. Um in person, it's a lot more narrow. And when I tell you, really, is it? it's a whole lot more narrow than I thought it was. Like, I thought it was way wider, but it's really not, except from the corners. But as I'm standing there getting a the video um, by the starter stand, I'm like, man, you know, it's crazy for one of these cars to haul an ass at 180 plus um, going past me. And I'm just get, getting a nice little video. You know, <laughs> seeing that close finish, like up close and personal, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I really do wonder what was the timing on that when I got back to the media center. I saw the timing. I'm like, yeah, it looked that close. So, I mean, you know, even the Getty images I saw, I was able to use this weekend. It was super close and it's crazy. But yeah, Blaney, I think, is a very underrated pick throughout the playoffs for sure. I think he's done just enough all season long. Like, he's been consistent. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, Kenny, man. You're right. Something is, something about Blaney, yeah. like you, you, you think you forgot about him. You think you forgot Every about time. him. Every you know, time. <laughs> and then you're going, God damn, Ryan Blaney. Yeah, like there, there he is. I still remember <laughs> when it was at Talladega last year, and it rained, obviously, so they ran the race on Monday. And on Sunday afternoon, he he spun the car going into pit road on like his first pit stop. 
lo and behold, this is the yeah. same person that ended up winning the race, which is insane in itself. Like that that was the craziest part was seeing that happen, but that's literally him. I mean, you know, ever since he's been in the Cup Series, I think he's been a pretty solid driver. Obviously got win number 99 for the Wood Brothers at Pocono by beating Kyle Busch in a pretty reasonable fashion, if I do say so myself. He earned his way yeah. to Penske, no doubt. Obviously, that win in Talladega. He won at Atlanta this year, beat Larson again at the last, at the very last few laps, which is pretty interesting. So, yeah, two wins for him, extra playoff points as well, which is definitely going to be a help because I know last year, going into the Southern 500, there was one issue, and they had to get dock points. They lost their crew chief for a race because they failed inspection too many times. And yeah. that pretty much killed his playoff chances moving into the next round. And unfortunately, he didn't move on. So, you know, when it happens like that, that's just the na- that's just the nature of the playoffs. So that very little thing can make a difference. And having more of a cushion is always going to help. Like Kyle Larson has seven wins this season. So having that cushion is going to help just in case anything happens, especially in this first round. So, obviously, teams are going to push it to the limit, which I don't blame them. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, I don't And as you continue to do that, that's where it comes in handy. So, we'll see how things pan out going forward for this first round. I'm really excited for the first round. Obviously, I'm excited for Daytona as well. But just to, I guess you could say, to close the chapter on Rich, Jesus, on Michigan, um, I thought it was a pretty good race. Like, I thought Michigan was a pretty good race for what you get at Michigan in the past years, I think. I think that was pretty solid. What do you think about it, Renee? Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty solid as well. I thoroughly enjoyed the race. And uh, like I said, yeah, and I'll just reiterate it again, but, you know, Ryan Blaney coming out on top again is just like one of those those races where you just kind of like, God damn, it's Ryan Blaney, you know. Uh, <laughs> like you, knew, you knew one of those guys. I, I mean, well, you know, specifically Ryan Blaney, but you knew Team Penske was going to be, uh, you know, one of those teams that were going to go, hey, don't know if you guys uh, remember, but we're over here too. You know what I mean? And and, that, and that's usually how lo- lo- those guys race. Joey Logano kind of will sometimes do that and speaking of and going back to speaking of of multiple wins at daytona brad kislowski has has quite a few wins at daytona himself you know yeah he's also a very good super speedway racer so i definitely wouldn't count him out i mean looking at the top okay so looking back at the top 10 from michigan a lot of those guys like matt benedetto himself martin Martin Truex Jr. as well, very underrated at the super speedway tracks as well. Brad Keselowski, another good one. Like we just, like we were just talking about Denny Hamlin, <laughs> William Byron, who won yeah. his way in last year at Daytona. So you know, definitely look out for them going forward. But yeah, it's it's gonna be wild. I'm looking forward to it. You, you know, Kenny, I, I just want to just say one thing real quick before we move any further, and I think it's safe to say that this will be one season where we won't see Orion. Newman in the playoffs. I don't see it happening in the last race or anything, but yeah, man. And that name by itself is just weird because here's a guy who we've been watching for a long time. We're used to seeing Ryan Newman's name in there, and uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think so either. At this point, you know they've had a seat. If anybody out the Roush camp is probably going to do it somehow, some way, I probably say Chris Busher. He's not. He hasn't had yeah. a bad year. Like he's had a decent year. They just haven't won. Obviously, they've been. They've definitely worked in their program pretty well because I've noticed them very early in the season. Like at Homestead, Chris Busher got himself a stage win. Like they looked pretty solid in. Yeah. If push came to shove, and they get, and he actually got into the playoffs by winning on Saturday, Bristol is a track he really likes. He's really good there. 
that would be very interesting. I think he'd definitely compete, and it would definitely be a great points day for sure to close out the round of 16. But, you know, we'll have to see how that, that shakes out and shakes down. But before we move on to Daytona, completely move on to Daytona, I just wanted to say something about Michigan. So, yeah, if you guys are on Twitter, every Tuesday, Racing Spaces, it's, it's not my thing, obviously, but it's a few people in the industry. They have a almost like clubhouse or Twitter spaces for lack of a better uh, term, Twitter spaces. We all talk and we all have a good time talking about racing throughout the weekend. And we don't, they don't just cover NASCAR. They cover formula one sports cars. Le Mans was just this past weekend. So we talked about that and you know, a whole lot more topics. Obviously we've had a couple of drivers come in, including Denny. He actually came in a couple of times, um, which is real cool. Oh, wow. Um, last night, Matt Tiff came on, who is um live fast motorsports, uh, part owner. So it was real cool to get those type of perspectives, but we were t- actually talking about Michigan last night, and my buddy Don Trey brought up a great point. So, revisionist history is a hell of a thing in sports, right? It can make people think okay. that this only section of time was the best time, and there's no other better time, right? And I've been a NASCAR yeah. fan for a long time. There are things I like from the past, no doubt about it. However, obviously, they it's the old days, and they called them the old days for a reason. To quote, I forget who I'm quoting it from, but regardless, I think it's from the. I think that was from the Wire. Yeah, I think that was from the Wire. But um, either okay. either way, the thing is, there were there. There's always going to be someone complaining. I Dale Earnhardt Jr. could come back and say he's running 36 races a year, and someone would complain that's that they don't like his car or he didn't do well enough, so it didn't even matter, right? You'll have somebody complain, but you'll also yeah. have someone really happy, right? So, Michigan is a prime example of that. There are people who thought the race was meh because there's people who are obviously against the 550 package. I have no more comments on that. I will not say anything further on that part, right, <laughs> for obvious reasons. So then there's also a sector of people who are like maybe newer fans or the casual person that don't really know as much and aren't as invested. And they don't probably don't know the damn difference than you and I would know or some other fan that's like really well invested into it, right? I thought the race right. was good. I mean – Here's the thing. Historically, the way I remember Michigan as a kid, the race usually has really long green flag runs because the cars get spread out so much, right? Which is normal. Nothing nothing wrong with that. Then on top of that, that leads to a lot of green flag pit stops, right? So every team is playing on strategy, which to me is a very interesting element of NASCAR. And I think they do a pretty good job on the broadcast explaining these strategies, which is largely in part of the sport. Then... What used to happen, sometimes people tried to push it too far and they ran out of fuel. You know, Mark Martin won a yeah. race like that because someone else ran out of fuel and he comes off turn four, boom, wins the race. I think it was a June race, right? <laughs> so that was a very yeah. common trend then for people to run out of gas. I mean, you even saw Kyle Larson who tried to push it all the way to the end. They ran out of gas coming to pit roads at the very end of the race. Yeah, so yeah. you look at it like that. Those things happen. Now, Ryan Blaney won the race. He's a very popular name. That definitely shifts the thought of how good of a race it was or the finish of the race, right? And to be quite frank, I thought that was probably one of the best Michigan races I've seen in a few years, right? I thought it was really, really good. You had a little bit of everything. You had strategy. You had guys mixing it up all day long. They stayed together pretty well because the package, that's what it's going to do, especially at a place like Michigan, that you had no choice but to draft. You had no choice but to stay in it if you want to win, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you had four guys competing for the win. I thought that was pretty good. I don't know what more you really yeah. want. I, I honestly no. thought it was solid. And to be quite frank, I just think that no matter what you do, 
next year they could say that track's going to have 750, right? They can have 750 low, low down force, right? That's mm-hmm. fine. But I can guarantee you, no matter who wins, if it was Kyle Larson or Chase Elliott winning by 2,000 miles, it doesn't matter. There's going to be people who like it only because of that, and there's also going to be people who's going to say it's boring. There is really no win-win. I just do not know what's the win because I feel like you just can't. Someone's always going to complain. So I just want to say I don't know what's ever going to make people fully happy because I don't know if it exists, but I thought that was a pretty damn good race. Even from a person who was moving around all weekend, and I saw enough of it to say, yeah, and I watched the highlights. Trust and believe me. When I get on these podcasts, I promise yeah. y'all, yeah. I go back and watch the races. I'm physically there because I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. And I don't need anybody coming and saying, you ain't, you have no idea what happened. Yes, I watch it back. Yeah. I do watch film. I know. <laughs> well, I can tell you, Kenny, it does not exist because every everything in this world, regardless of what it is, somebody's always got to complain about something. And I, I've learned that just by doing stand-up itself and and. and and it doesn't matter what it is. It's sports and and and, and comedy and and music. Somebody you could make the best damn joke in the laugh factory, and there's gonna be one person like, eh, "It wasn't even that funny." Yeah, man, I have lived it. I have lived it my entire life, and it comes down to another saying: "It's different strokes for different folks." <laughs> no, I agree. No, hundred percent. And and again, I just want to preface this as well. I'm not telling people to. Either you you have to like the product, and that's okay if you don't. Right, right. Like it's okay. Trust and believe me. It ain't gonna hurt my feelings. Like it's not gonna hurt my feelings. Like it's okay. But what? Yeah, the, I didn't, but what I I'm didn't just, build the track. Yeah, right. But what I'm saying, you know, just all I'm saying is, look, either you are gonna be happy or not. Like it's just no in between. And again, like I said, I'm gonna make sure I say this twice and maybe thrice. You can like what you like. That's okay. But if all you do is complain all the time, I think there is some level of a problem. Like, I, I do think there is some level of a problem. Like, listen, if you don't enjoy it that much, just don't watch it. It's really that simple. Like, if yeah. I if I see somebody on Twitter that I don't like on my timeline constantly saying stuff that I don't enjoy, guess what? Probably they're going to mute you. I'm going to block you. It just depends on how I feel. It's as simple as that. <laughs> And with that being said, Kenny, do you have anything else you want to add or we can go straight into uh, some Daytona predictions? Um, last thing I'll add was it was really fun being at Michigan this weekend. I've had a Yeah, real, that's right. Had a real good time. Never been out to never I can't say I never been out to Michigan because last time I went to Watkins Lynn, I went to I flew into Detroit. But being there in Michigan was real cool. The campers are real cool. The fans are real cool. It's real cool interacting with everybody this weekend. It was real I had a real good time. Saw a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. That was cool. Some people People I had never met before as well. I've only met them on Zoom because that's just how things have been lately. So yeah, it was a good time. I had a real, real great time. I want to say this. I know we don't talk about Xfinity all the time, but my favorite piece of content from the weekend was definitely a video I got of AJ Almendinger climbing the fence, and I had like the fans in there and everything. Like it was my favorite video I got all weekend. So yeah, shout shout out to AJ for climbing the fence because that was real cool. Because I did not expect him to do that. Yeah, I definitely want to see that video, Kenny. Yeah, I'll make sure I share it on the the page as well. So, yeah, definitely going to make sure you guys see it. 
Yeah, definitely do that. Real quick, and before we get to Daytona as well and our predictions, hopefully by the time uh, we hang up this phone, Kenny, I'm waiting on a phone call because uh, hopefully I'm looking to uh, get booked on a gig out in Detroit. That's right. I'll, yeah, I'll have more details coming up soon, but I since I really hope, seriously hope that that happens, and it'll happen next, I'm not next week, excuse me, it'll happen next in September. Yeah, there uh, we go. around the 26th. Yeah, man, I've never been out to, I've never been out to Detroit specifically. I have been out to Michigan, but I have not been out to Detroit specifically in it, and it's and it's one city I've I've been wanting to play hey. and perf- and perform at for a very very long time. So uh, with that being said, hopefully I can get out to Michigan. I hope uh, so, and, man. And see everybody out in Detroit. Yeah. yeah, I'll keep everybody posted. Please uh, do. With that, Kenny. Also, the airport is real nice. Before you keep going, like the airport is you nice. Know, no, you know what. Somebody did say that. Somebody oh, man. Said, man you, you, you know what? They said D- Detroit may not be the best looking place, but man, they got one hell of a Man, that airport is sweet. Look, before we hit these predictions, listen. The first time I went was two weeks ago. So I was like, man, this is a nice airport. I've been to some nice ones, but I was like, dang, this one is like over the top. So if you fly Delta, yeah. so if you fly Delta, actually, I don't know if it applies to any other airline, but in the Delta terminal, if you look up above you when you first get in an the airport, there is a legitimate express tram above you. Like, the tram will take you to your gate. Like, it is the coolest thing in the world. It shocked the hell out of me. Now, I know at Atlanta, at the Atlanta airport, they have one that's underground, which is also dope. But I was, ju- I was just about to say that. I was just about yeah. to say that Atlanta, they got the same thing. Yeah, because that blew. Because my first flew to Atlanta, that blew my mind the first time. So I was like, yo, that's crazy, but... <laughs> Yeah, and, and Atlanta's huge. Yeah, oh my god, that airport is like massive. Like it is ridiculous. Detroit is pretty yeah, big. Like a, I don't know how like big another, Detroit is, like but city. it's got a decent size to it. But it's real cool. I was just wanted to. I had to say that. I, I just had to. It was real cool. No, well, I, I hopefully I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. All right, so Kenny, are we ready for some Daytona predictions? Hey, for the let's last do it. Race. It's time for race predictions. All right, Kenny, who you got? All right, Daytona, we are closing out the regular season. 26 weeks down, only 10 more to go. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. So for me, going into Daytona, I think an easy pick for me is going to be Denny Hamlin. He's going to be my main pick. And for my alternative pick, believe it or not, I'm actually going to pick a Bush, not Kyle. I'm actually going to go with Kurt to get a win oh, at wow. Daytona. Going a little different, not too wild, but those are my picks. I'm sticking to them. What say you, Renee? All right. Well, we'll make this real short and sweet myself. My main pick, I'm going with the same one as, as you, Kenny. I am going with Denny Hamlin. I think that was a pretty easy pick for me as well. But for my alternative pick, I'm going with my heart a little bit here only because I want to see my man get in. But I am going with Matt DiBenedetto as my alternative pick. I'm going to roll the dice and maybe see hopefully if my man can get it done. But those are my picks. I am sticking with him, Kenny. And if you fans that are listening to uh, our podcast want to give us your picks for the last race as well in Daytona, please send them to us along with your alternative pick if you have one. Send them to our social media across the board. It's at Turns No Breaks. Again, it's across the board at Turns No 
breaks. And please, we certainly always want to say that we, me and Kenny, certainly appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, each and every year that we do this. And as we round out this this last race, thanks thanks again, as I always say, for us supporting our podcast and listening to our podcast. And even though that we're at the end of the season, if you have anybody that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, please continue to turn them on to our podcast, All Turns, No Breaks. This is a podcast for fans, by fans. Enjoy the last race, everybody, at Daytona. Let's see what happens, and we'll talk about it next week on another episode of All Turns and No Breaks, and hopefully my voice will be better by then. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, y'all make sure I stay hydrated. It's still summertime. Thanks so much for tuning in. 